0: episode of Laura on Air, The Aftermaths. Today, we have a completely different kind of um, episode for you today, because we're going to be doing not only some bitching, we're doing some baking as well. We have the fabulous Alyssa Barmundi. Thank you for joining us, Alyssa.
1: Thank you, Laura. I am so happy to be here. Um, Yeah, this is my second podcast I have done after the show. So, very selective in who I choose to, and you guys have been talked up so much by my fellow cast members. I was like, okay, get me on. That's
0: so (laughs) nice. Yeah, I mean, we would love to find out your whole story. We're going to do that, but I would love to just start this episode by saying to everybody, this show, again, as we have said in the past, is turned into an entertainment program. The people that come on this show have been highly edited, um, and we would love, to, we loved having, we loved having Alyssa on today because we want people to see who this woman is. Um, and I feel, I know a lot of people have said you got a shocking edit um, and we're hoping to get a little bit of background and I hope that people can have an open mind and um, are going to be able to see this and maybe come away with a different view. So let's yes. start at the very beginning of your journey, Alyssa. Uh, um, how did you start? How did you get on the show?
1: So, I was scouted. A producer slid into my DMs on my baking account, said that she was looking for a cake for her nephew and stumbled across me and asked if I was single. And I was like, oh no, where is this going? And so, (laughs) when I spoke to her on the phone, she was like, it's for maths. And I was like, absolutely not. No, I had boycotted maths from the past two years because I just saw how toxic it was. And I told her that. I said, you know, I haven't watched it in a long time because I see what you guys do and I'm just not about it. And she sold me the dream. She was like, oh, you know, we're looking for real love stories this time and we're gonna step back from the drama and we really wanna match people properly. And, you know, we c- we think that you could be the next Cam and Jules and I got sucked into it. And I was like, Ugh. she's like, you know, you can, back- you can back out at any time. And I was like, <gasps> okay, let's- Another lie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's, let's go through the process. I was quite impressed and intrigued with the background of how much they kind of, I don't know, I guess delved into like who you are as a person. There was, you know, half a dozen psychology tests, a 200 question questionnaire that you talk about, you know, who you are and what you're looking for and what's important to you. And Little did I know that they were going to use that to basically typecast me as somebody that has very high anxiety. Um, I've been in some troublesome, you know, not great relationships in the past. And so there are a bit of triggers for me and a bit of insecurities for me. And they would just use that all against me the best that they can, which yeah, which is awful.
0: Well, before we get into everything that's happened, I think you've got something that you want to bake with us today. And I have Yay. selected Jan to be the baker today. I'm the (laughs) question maker, she's the expert baker.
1: (laughs) 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 So I'm
2: in for my kitchen and and Alyssa's gonna guide me through what we're making.
1: What are we making? Yes. So we are making, so there is a big cookie franchise in the US called Crumble. They make the most delicious cookies. Um, They're kind of like high end, they're pretty big. There's lots of different flavors they have, but they're most iconic one is just their sugar cookie. And so I scoured the internet far and wide for a copycat crumble recipe because they are like six bucks, six bucks whoa, six bucks each and made it for the first time with my nephew when I was overseas. And I am in love with it. I made it a bit of my own. So usually when I find a recipe online, I do tweak it a little bit to, you know, make my own or to improve it. Or if there's something I don't like, I take it out. So have a bit of flair to it I guess some Alyssa Bakes Cakes flair so yeah we are going to make these gorgeous almond sugar cookies and Jan you are going to be my little sous chef baker and you will be surprised at how easy baking is um Laura I know you said that you're not a baker because you usually just throw everything into one pot and you don't measure that's the best thing about baking is you normally don't have to it's just like a bit of pinch of this, a pinch of that, and so it's it's really easy to do. So everyone can follow along at home on the podcast. I'll make a reel about this as well so you guys can follow on along, but it is so delicious. So should we get to it? Do you want to get started, yeah. Jan? Okay. So oh, Wait, Jan, Jan is a little bit
0: hungover, everybody. So this could this could either go really well. <laughs>
1: I'm on my third can of hard kombucha, so this might go real well. I always drink when I bake, and it's just, it's a must.
0: Yeah, I always drink when I cook, and by the end, I make dinner, and I've always left one thing in the oven because I'm always, by the end of it, (laughs) I'm at the end of the bottle of wine, and something always gets forgotten.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, I feel that. So, Jan, if you have your butter, we're going to get 227 grams of unsalted butter, my biggest tip for butter is to always use unsalted even if a recipe says salted because that way you can monitor how much salt is actually going in are you just using butter from a tub <laughs> Yep. oh and the
2: dog's barking so um... <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the first thing the most iconic thing you need to do for sugar cookies is you need to whip up the butter and the sugar on its own basically what it does is it breaks down the sugar mo- molecules so it's not grainy. It's really nice and fluffy and light. And you'll see the texture. And that just makes a really beautiful, soft, delicious cookie. So the castor sugar is 200 grams. That's making me hungry. So on your wedding day, I mean, we I've got
0: to say, when we saw the two of you together, it looks like magic. How did you feel on your wedding day when you saw Duncan? I mean, he's not a bad-looking dude. I mean, he's not my type, wedding, but he's not a bad-looking dude.
1: Yeah, the, the wedding day was magic. I was not nervous at all. Even in the lead-up to it, I was never nervous, which is very unlike me. I'm a very anxious, nervous person. So I always felt really peace and really really calm. Um, what they didn't show is just before I had spoken to my dad. I'm a huge daddy's girl, so he really calmed my nerves as well and said, you know, just be yourself and you know, the rest is kind of history. So when Duncan turned around, it was such like a, you could feel it through the screen. Right. And that is just something that I felt in my bones. It was just like this instant chemistry. We got along like a house on fire. we realized that we live, you know, five kilometers away from each other. So it was really magical. And I was like, Oh my God, this is wild. Like, how am I just meeting this guy for the first time and I have like such an intense chemistry with him one thing that they didn't show which I'm so upset about is that I actually baked a cake for him that said I do and I gave it to him at the end of our vows so the end of my vows I said with me you can have your cake and eat it too and so that was really sweet see you
0: got you got what everybody really really hopes for like everyone hopes that they're going to see that person and then it's going to be an instant connection which most people yes. don't get because it's it's a slow burn for a lot of people but you got the magic at the beginning and when we saw your honeymoon it looked like you just, it was effortless um is that how it felt for you
1: it was definitely effortless i do feel like our Wedding didn't get much airtime, which was kind of upsetting to me because I'm like, there was so much that happened at the wedding. My mom, she's a life coach and she does face reading and numerology. So she did like a face reading on Duncan and like numerology. I also told him at the wedding that I had a son. So I know a lot of people were coming at me like, how did you not tell him until like the middle? And I was like, no, no, guys, he knew everything. And when I tell you Duncan knew everything, we stayed up every single night of our honeymoon till like 4 or 5 a.m., And I was just spilling my heart to him about every little thing about me, about my son, about past relationships, about who I am as a person, my values, everything. He knew literally every little thing about me. Um, And so I think that's kind of what developed our relationship really early on is that I was just really open and honest about who I was as a person.
0: Yeah. I feel like, and again, we talk about the edit quite a bit that they, they didn't show you having that, those conversations because they wanted, I'm guessing they wanted it to be more explosive at the end when it's, you suddenly went from, because it did go from you guys having the time of your lives to you looking like an absolute crazy woman, right? Like, it. yes, yes,
1: yes it did. Um, <laughs> and they, they never wanted me to seem funny or relatable. Like there were so many good times we had in the experiment. Um, you know, I taught them how to bake cookies. This is very, very fitting. I planned like an indoor date for him where I did like indoor camping and taught him how to make s'mores, which is like a very like American yeah. delicacy. Um, and so they just never wanted to show me as funny or relatable. They were just showing. Obviously, I was a bit insecure about a few things. Yeah, you just want to make sure your butter and your sugar are just really light and fluffy and it gets really pale.
0: Is yours yes. nice and fluffy, Jan? Show us. There we go. Well done, Jen.
1: so now we're going to add in the eggs one at a time you want to make sure that your eggs are room temperature as well that's okay if they're they're not um you just run them under hot water so we will just mix in the eggs
2: so and we've got to be careful here
1: not to curdle our mix it will look curdled but it'll all come together yeah as i was saying um With the honeymoon, we did have a great time. There was so much of the honeymoon as well that they didn't show. So I think a big catalyst moment that they didn't show at the honeymoon was our honesty box. Um, I can't remember what the question was, but I think it was like, what is something that I need to know that is gonna be like something that you'll need to know in our relationship. And Duncan told me that he has very high expectations of his partners. And so immediately I was like, Oh, what does that mean? And I asked him, I said, well, what are your expectations? And he's like, well, I don't really know. I can't put it down like into words. I just, I just know I have really high expectations of my partners. And so that's that's, that's vague. (laughs) Yes. At that second, I was like, Oh my God. So how do I know if I'm ever going to be good enough or up to his high expectations if he doesn't even know what his expectations are um and so we kind of tried to speak a little bit about that even off camera I feel like a lot of our conversations happened off camera which I regret because I mean even let's be honest even when they did happen on camera they did, they weren't shown yeah so that's the that's thing you can, you can
0: go back and say I wish we had this on thing but if it doesn't fit the narrative that's not going to air anyway they won't so
1: no and that's one of the things like It's almost like they made me feel insecure, but they never showed the reasons why I was feeling insecure. So already, here's me as a single mother. Single mothers have this big stigma of they're carrying baggage. I hate that word, that single moms have baggage, because my son has literally taught me so much. He's taught me to be, you know, unconditional love. He's taught me to be patient. He's taught me to be kind. I am so much of a better person now after having my child <laughs> than, <laughs> I, than I was than I was before. So like anyone meeting me after having my son is better than meeting me before then. Um, and so it was really unfortunate that they didn't show that kind of strong, independent, single mother that I was. Um, and they just started to kind of break me down throughout the, se- the series. So if um, So if Duncan had a
0: had an issue with like having a very high expectation of his partner. Do you, when you t- when you do Confessions Week and you tell him that you had an affair, do you wish that he, that hadn't you hadn't done that or? Um,
1: no, it, well, I don't. Wish it looked
0: been- to us like he was he was a little bit shitty about it, right?
1: <laughs> he was really he was really, and also they didn't show his confession. No, which can you can you guess what it is? I'm gonna. I'm I getting shit for saying this, but it's all right. Um, His confession was he has broken up with every single one of his partners, not because they've done anything wrong, because they're they're all great women, but because he has too high expectations.
2: Wow. Wow.
1: (laughs) And and I'm just like, A, that's not a confession, because you just told me that in our honesty box. Yeah. And B, I just told you... A really big fucking confession that my family hardly even knows about and you're coming at me with that like and then we got into a fight that I got angry at him because his confession wasn't enough when he was like pouring his heart on the table and I kind of felt for that I was like okay that's fair if you think that's a real confession and you're pouring your heart out about that okay but the thing about my confession with my affairs of course they didn't add in any of the context. It was really important that he knew that because that was a big catalyst of my life. It was 14 years ago. It was when I was very young. I was working in a corporate world back in the US and my boss, um, as they do in corporate, they're just very charming. He was not married at first, um, when we kind of first started seeing each other at the gym. And then all of a sudden he came into work with a wedding ring. And I was like, what the hell? Like, are you married? He's like, oh it's just for a visa. Like It's just a fake marriage. I'm helping out a friend so she can get her green card. And so of course I believed him because a, when you're really young and you think you're in love with this person, you believe everything that they say, especially a narcissist that is gaslighting you and is manipulating you all of the time and, you know, taking you away from your friends. And we would hang out 24 seven. So I was like, well, he couldn't have a wife because he's always with me. And then he kind of pushed me to go on to stress leave because he said that people at work were kind of cluing in that we were together and he wanted to get a promotion. So he's like, look, I'll sign your papers so you can go on stress leave. You'll still get paid. And then once I get this promotion, you can come back to work. And by that time, the visa situation will be over so we can come out with our relationship. And I was like, okay, great. But then once you go on stress leave, you have to see a therapist and this therapist over time, made me realize that this guy was not who he was and that i was being heavily manipulated and i was in this very toxic abusive relationship and so i did some scouring one night on instagram and found his wife and they looked like they were a very happy in love couple and i shut it down straight away with him and haven't spoken to him since so all of that context was in my confession letter And once I spoke to Duncan about it and gave him all of the context, he understood and he was like, he felt sorry. He was like, you know, I kind of want to hug that 22-year-old Alyssa. I feel really sad for her because, you know, she was so broken down. And it's such a power play in the corporate world with these men in power. And they just kind of prey on these young women. Um, So he understood. And of course, they just have me say, I yeah. was married. I wasn't in You were a little bit slutty. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but also, I mean, I would love for every single person in the world to raise their hand if they didn't do something dumb and that they regret when they were 22 years old. Everyone, everyone has done something that they regret, that they're not proud of, that they've learned from. And for me, that was one of my big catalyst moments when I was young of learning, A, what a toxic relationship is like. B, how to get myself out of that and C, I found my love of therapy. And so it just, it taught me a lot. Um, When I told production that I wanted to have that confession, their eyes like lit up, like bing, 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 this is gold. I almost wanted to tell them that I was a bisexual, um, which I have kind of (laughs) come to terms with a little bit, but they were like, oh, you know, like, that's not interesting enough. We needed something a little bit more juicier And so they kind of led me down that path. Um, So yeah, it's just, it's, it's interesting. And yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say too much (laughs) because, you know, some of his exes have reached out to me on Instagram and have kind of really felt for me with the way I was portrayed and have given me a little bit of inside knowledge into their relationship with him. And I feel sorry for them as well. Let's just put it that way.
0: Right. Well, before we get on to the next question, what are we doing now with the baking?
1: Yes. Okay, back to the baking. Take a take a step from our our tea. So if you have added your eggs in, it's okay if it looks a little bit clumpy and curdled because that will all come together once we add the flour. Okay. you are going to add the vanilla essence now and the almond essence. I know my okay. recipe says one teaspoon of both, but I just measure with my heart when it comes to flavoring. What's funny is almond essence, um, if you guys didn't know, actually makes things taste like cherry. Really? Right. Yes. So if, oh, you see that, like a Bakewell tart. <laughs> yes, if you smell it, it almost smells like cherry rather than almond, which is very interesting. My dad actually told me that and I was like, that's not true. And I looked <laughs> it up and I was like, oh, you're right. And then we, in a separate bowl, we are going to mix our dry ingredients. <laughs> Okay, so it's 530 grams of flour. Right. Or three cups. And then to the flour, I always whisk my dry ingredients together so they're really well incorporated. It is two teaspoons of baking powder. Look at me. Right. not Prepared. Yeah, Come I'm
0: on, Alyssa. Be better. <laughs> I'm a
1: bird, man. I always do like baking lives and I am never prepared with my ingredients or anything. So if you guys are my OGs, you'll know that I'm not prepared and nothing's changed. Uh, okay, two, te- alive, that is. <laughs> two teaspoons of baking powder. And then this is why we use unsalted butter because we want to know how much salt we are putting in because I don't like things to be too salty. And so about a half teaspoon of salt. And then you whisk that together, and then we will fold that into the cookie dough, and then it's done.
2: Okay, that beeping is it's the sound of my oven heating
1: oh, up. Oh good, I've forgotten to turn mine on. So the <laughs> oven will be, <laughs> I told you, never prepared, 175 degrees Celsius. Okay, that was
2: a good guess on my behalf then.
1: Add your dry to your wet, and then yes, just incorporate oh, that oh. so it's okay. all nice and mixed.
0: So we start to see we start to see a change in a shift in the relationship going from being fantastic to when you seem to have quite um, hard views on how you black and white views on how you see the people in the experiment. Um, like when you yes. come into the dinner party and you're like, no, they're bad or they're good. And then Duncan seems to be more. Um, reasonable. Did that how it really happened? Or do you feel like that's how the edit went? Just walk us through that.
1: So the Adam and, Char- Adam and Claire cheating scandal, I think is what you are first referring to. Um, obviously I have been, I was called hypocritical. And the reason why I felt so strongly about when that whole thing came out about Adam and Claire is because one, I saw how, damaged jesse was going to feel when all of australia and all of uk and all of the world are going to look at him and be like wow he is crazy because at that first commitment ceremony when jesse was like i saw it she was talking to you he had this gut intuition feeling knowing something happened adam is sitting there like bro you're crazy and like everyone looked at jesse like wow you are crazy for that to be true for that to be real jesse would have had to live for two or three weeks, however long it was with airing of everyone thinking that he's like this psychotic, jealous person when he was, when it was true. So Duncan and I were really close. I was really close to to Janelle throughout the whole experiment. She came over to our apartment after the whole thing came out. We went out to, to dinner with her, which we weren't meant to. And she, you know, told us how broken she was and how upset she was and how sad she was. And for me, it's like, Duncan could have been close to anyone else in this experiment. Why Adam? And then he also kind of lied to me about hanging out with Adam. Um, He went to the gym one morning and then he came back and he's like, oh, I just went to the gym with Adam. And I was like, huh? Like, I was just kind of confused because not that we're taking sides, but in the experiment, you're so ingrained in each other's relationships like how could you be so involved in someone else's relationship like we go through this together we sit at commitment ceremonies for 10 12 hours listening to everyone's relationship we are literally in a relationship with everybody else at this point and so it's really hard to not kind of take sides when you know he saw how hurt Jesse was and he saw how hurt Janelle was I'm like why are you being best friends with this person choose anyone else just choose anyone else and he's like i just want to hold him accountable i said okay that's great i'm happy with that i'm not going to ever tell him who he can and can't speak to um i think it was edited that i said that he was not ever allowed to speak to him i don't i don't think i ever said that in that way it was more so i was just so confused as to why he wanted to be friends with adam when adam just reminded me of every single narcissistic ex that i ever had and i was like if you want to go hang out with somebody like adam i'll give you like my ex-boyfriend's number do you know what i mean well, we did say um, this with
0: andy as well we said like the first warning signs re- well we already had warning signs about dan but we when he was spending time with when it was adam harrison and dan we were like people that share similar ideas and views tend correct. to Cling together. And it, it just, yes. it was warning signs that the people that seem to be untrustworthy all seem to be together. Um, and I guess yes. for you, you thought, well, what am I not seeing about Duncan that he feels a vibe with people who aren't honest people?
1: Yeah. Is that- yes, yes, totally. And he even said to me, he was like, well, if I wasn't friends with somebody who's done a really bad thing, then I would have no friends. And I said, like, I get that. But this is not one of your friends that you know fucked up on a night out that you've known for 15 years that you still want to be close to. This is somebody that you've known for two weeks, and that person that you've known for two weeks has gaslit Jesse, has hurt Janelle, has created this whole debacle out of this experiment. Why would you want to be friends with this person? Why? Like I just he couldn't give me an answer as to why he wanted to be friends with this person. So I was just like, look, it's I don't want this to derail us. I'm happy for you to be friends with whoever you want. But I'm just very confused and a little bit hurt as to why and then at the dinner party I was going in at Adam which I don't think very much of it was shown I think more of it was shown to Claire and I feel deeply remorseful for going after Claire like I did because I can now see that she <clears throat> was really hurt and she was you know really she felt bad about it she owned up to it I don't think we ever would have known unless Claire came forward so I've since apologized with Claire we're on really good terms um but do you wish
0: yeah him accountable did you do you wish though that maybe now that you've watched the edit that you had maybe taken a step back a little bit and not been so vocal on how you felt because you they really showed you having really strong feelings about a lot of stuff didn't they yes yeah
1: Yeah, absolutely man like I (laughs) didn't these shows are designed to a we are not allowed to speak to each other for a whole week so when we're at the dinner party your emotions are running high you're running on lack of sleep you're running on lack of food you know I was missing my son like there's just so much that's going on in my own head that if something's going to make me snap it's going to make me snap and also Janelle came to me and she's like I am not strong enough to sit here and to say anything to him she's like please help me be my voice guide me through this you know I was like absolutely I'll be there because I am loud obviously um but watching back totally there is so much that I regret that I said that I did that I wish I would have done differently that I wish I would have articulated better absolutely there's so much I could make a whole book out of things that I regret um and so I'm definitely uh, you know holding myself accountable for that but at the same time, I was sticking up for Janelle and I was trying to understand the story and Adam was giving me nothing to work with. And then Duncan wasn't even there to kind of have my back in all of it.
0: Yeah. And before we do the next question, do you want to put your cookies on a cookie sheet?
1: or? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You do want quite a soft dough. So what I use is I use a cookie scoop or an ice cream scoop, which I have-, don't have on hand. But if you don't have one, then you can um, very easily just use a tablespoon. So you want to use about a a handful because these are kind of big cookies. right? So about the size of a, what is that, like a golf ball?
2: This looks like serving mashed potato at school. Um. (laughs) Um,
1: I love those fake mashed potatoes. That's definitely the American in me. So these will spread, they will spread a little bit. So just make sure you leave about two inches between. I don't know what that is in centimeters, sorry. Do I pack them down at all on the top? Yes. Yes, so you can use like the bottom of your baking cup. Yeah. And you just kind of squish them down a little bit. And that kind of, as I drop the whole plate, that kind of creates that iconic crumble cookie shape. And then we'll put them in the oven. I think it's like 11 minutes. Okay. You do, it says 9 to 11 minutes. You do not want these ones to get super brown because you do want a really soft cookie. So I'm going to put mine in for 9 minutes and then I'll check it.
0: Jan's still scooping. Yeah. You Come look on, good. Jan. <laughs> so... We see, we see the relationship start to die. <laughs> okay. I don't want to use that, but it really did. When you get to the couple's retreat and it, it's almost like it just, just switches. Right. Um, and obviously the edit for us, this is when I think people were, this is where people started to turn on you. I think. yeah, edit. Because he looks like he's totally reasonable Um, And he's trying to be nice and and you look like you just like you're a dog with a bone. You won't let it go. You 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 just keep saying again, like the T-shirt she is wearing uh, for anybody who's listening and not watching. Um, Yeah, she she needs attention. Um, And then he he, he's obviously trying to give you that. But then you don't want it. Talk us through what happened on that retreat.
1: Let's talk about retreat. (laughs) So before retreat, Duncan and I, again, off camera. had conversations about some of his ex-girlfriends because I was like, look, I need to know like your relationship past. Why are you 37? Why are you still single? Like, give me an intel into your life. So he gave me a bit of intel. I won't say too much because that's not really my place to say about his past relationships. But he told me that his ex-girlfriend would get upset when he would go off and make plans with the boys. She would kind of feel left out. He goes, you know, if it would be the weekend um I haven't seen her all week but then you know I hadn't really spoken to her so I'd make plans with the boys and then she would get upset that I'd go with the boys and I was like well that's kind of fair like especially in the real world if you're working like a nine-to-five job you only have the weekends to hang out with your partner and then if you know you speak to your partner and they say oh I've already made plans with the boys and they're not inviting you you would feel left out yeah and he got really defensive in that conversation and he's like do you just want her phone number so you can side with her and I was like I'm just trying to understand, like, why your last relationships didn't work out. So to see, like, if there's any synchronies into, like, our relationship. They look good, Jen. <laughs> right. um, and so going into retreat, I kind of had that idea that he would be with the boys. Because Duncan is a very boys boy. He loves his boys. Um, I, love, I loved that about him. But getting ready to go, and I don't think they showed this... But the producers are like, oh, you know, talk about the dynamic of the boys, the, the retreat. And I said, oh, it'll be very like boys with the boys, girls with the girls. Like, that's how it is at the dinner parties. And like, that's just how it is. And Duncan's like, oh, I would expect that if I'm going on a retreat, like on a couple's retreat, I would be with my partner. I was like, oh, that's really nice. Like, I would love that. And then we get to the couple's retreat and I don't see him. So then I kind of like pulled him, I got a bit upset and I pulled him aside and I was like, I just don't feel like I'm a priority. And again, in the back of my head, this is exactly what happened to his ex-girlfriend. Whereas when he, you know, they would go out or anything like that, he would just always go with the boys and then would kind of forget about his girlfriend. So I was kind of feeling that same way. And then that conversation you guys see when I was getting ready on the floor, it happened for 45 minutes. Um, another cast member was in the room beside us and heard the entire conversation. So when it got aired, they were so upset that it got played out that way. Because when I go into girls night and I was telling them, you know, about how the conversation transpired, which is exactly how it went, he was very defensive. And um, everything I brought up, he would snap at me. They never showed any of that. They only just showed him like being a bit like somber and a bit kind of shaking his head. Um, That is not how the conversation happened. (laughs) Um, He was very, and that's when I kind of told him like, this is not us. This is not our communication style. We're usually able, I'm usually able to bring up something or he's able to bring up something and we can talk it out. But every time I would bring up something, he would snap at me. I'm like, what is this? Like, what is going on? But that's, of course, not how it was edited. So again, when it was shown, this person was like, I am shocked that they didn't show it because- this person, I'm obviously like protecting their identity, um, came over to me once Duncan and I's conversation ended and they were like, oh my God, are you okay? Like They were really worried about me because of the conversation we had. And I also want to stress that I needed attention, not affection. So to me, those are two very different things. Um, If I have an argument with my partner I am just a person that needs like five minutes, right? I need five minutes away. I don't want to be touched. I don't want to be like comforted. I don't, unless somebody comes over and they just like put their arms around me instead of asking, then I would probably lean into it a bit more. But if yeah. somebody asked me, do you want to hug? I'll be like, no, I just, I want to get out of this environment. I want to stop this conversation. I need it to stop. So I wish that I could have articulated that I had said instead of I need attention I wanted to feel like a priority right. and at the couple's rate, I did not feel like a priority. And that was already an insecurity of mine because he had just told me that he broke up with his last girlfriend because she would get upset because he was always with the boys yeah. and she wasn't a priority.
0: Yeah. Cause it, it was, that was a hard thing because when you go back to the girls and you tell them how your conversation went with Duncan, the way we see it is he's very soft spoken and very, Measured, and then not when you, that, not you repeat the conversation, you repeat it yes. like he's really aggressive, and then it, yes. that's when you start to. For us in the edit, is yes. you're painted as a liar, right?
1: Yes, yes, and that's when I stopped watching it. <laughs> I have not watched it since retreat because I saw that they were completely twisting the conversation. The conversation I explained to the girls that is exactly how it happened, exactly how it happened. Um, who was not being understanding. Our communication was broken at that time. I tried to quit every retreat. Um, that weekend when we came home, every weekend I would go home with my son. Um, I would hardly hear from Duncan as well <laughs> on the weekends, but I didn't come back. It was a Monday that I was meant to come back, or I think I was meant to come back on the Sunday and I messaged producers and I was like, I'm not coming back. Like, I don't want to be in a relationship that, I'm not being heard or prioritized because I'm so fucking scared that coming out of this, we're going to be in the real world. We're not going to be spending 24 seven together. We're going to have limited time. By the way, he knew about the every Wednesday and every other weekend from the very beginning. So again, that was completely misconstrued. Um, I'm going to have limited time as a single parent. That's what it is. Until you feel comfortable enough to introduce your partner to your children, my child is a toddler, right? He's three. I'm not going to introduce him to somebody that I'm dating just off the bat because it's just, it's not fair to him.
0: Yeah. So um, do you wish they'd said that? Because I feel that was something, yes. because it looks, it looks what they did was they showed you saying, I can only see you these days. It wasn't the conversation where you say, let's gradually, if, if this is going to, if we're yes. going to make a commitment, yeah. then then we'll move forward. It just looks like you're yes. saying, I can slot you into no. a Wednesday every, every, no, no.
1: And we had that conversation. And again, like, I don't know if they showed it because I stopped watching it at retreat. Um, My mental health was so unwell that the mental health coach needed to call me every single day to recap the episode for me because I just wasn't well enough to watch it. And um, so when we were with his sister at homestays and I was telling Renee, you know, the conversation, she got it, she understood. She even said to Duncan, she was like, Duncan, it's just temporary. That yeah. you guys are just gonna have you know, this part-time relationship until you guys grow enough where Alyssa feels that you're gonna be able to settle down with her or even be, I was, I was never gonna introduce to Duncan. I was never gonna introduce my child to Duncan on the show um, because to me, the relationship on the show is not real life, right? Yeah. Um, and so it was going to need to be gradual always and that's me if people want to come at me for protecting my son come at me because I'm not going to introduce my son to every single person that I date it's just it's not what I want for him
0: yeah no I agree I'm, I'm exactly the same I'm a single mom and uh I, I that's why I've been single for so long because I didn't want to bring men home to my house to yeah. unless because kids get attached and then when the men yeah. leave they heart they're heartbroken and 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 when they break up with you they break up with your child so <laughs>
1: There's my timer.
0: Yes, There's the exactly. Timer. Cookies. <laughs> I still need two more. Two more minutes. I need two more minutes, Jen. I don't know if yours do.
1: I'm gonna put three minutes.
0: Um, <clears throat>
1: and that's what's really hard, right? Because the entire time that I was on the show, I wanted to quit half a dozen times. Production would set it would set me aside, and they'd be like, Alyssa, you're doing so great. You're so raw. You're so vulnerable. You speak your mind. You're such a strong mother that puts her child first. We see Duncan's being a politician. We see that he's, you know, making you feel insecure. We see that he's not giving you what you need. You need to expose him. You need to take that out. And for me, I was dumb enough to be like, okay, you guys are right. They literally told me that I was gonna be Australia's sweetheart, that Australia is gonna love me. After Final Vows, executive producers and the head of Channel Nine came over to me. And they were like, we just want to thank you for being you. You are so great. Aww. You are literally going to be Australia's next sweetheart. People are going to fall in love with you. You have demonstrated your value so high. And I, it, like, it makes no surprise, but it makes me tear up thinking about it because they just completely fucked me over yeah, <laughs> in terms of, like, a, better, you a look, better word for it.
0: Yeah, you looked unhinged and you looked vindictive. Um, and... It, it, it Yeah, they, it did not go well for you on that. No. on that. And I, so, some of your fellow cast members have come forward and said that they felt like your edit was the worst they'd seen ever. Um, and that yeah. it really wasn't indicative of who you were as a person, which is what really why we wanted you on today as well. Because I, I feel like peop, people were, I, I know there was a thing on Instagram where, where your fellow cast members were um, actually standing up for you and saying to people, this is not who this woman is please kind,
1: yep. Right. Um, and so it's hard. I just, I just, the biggest message I want to send out to people is you are literally seeing 1% of footage that is chopped, that is changed, that is produced. People are like, okay, they can do the editing, but they can't make that come out of your mouth. They absolutely can. The way that we are in Voxies and the way that they try to take you down a path them to get you what they want you to say they can do it um, again that doesn't you know I apologize at the reunion to everyone after you know kind of I was just like a, a broken human being after being out of that and um, I did apologize to Duncan I absolutely could have treated him a bit kinder but I just want people to remember that there are reasons why I was reacting that way And people just aren't seeing any of those reasons. They're not seeing any of them. So just remember, just watch these shows with a grain of salt. You're not watching the whole story. Um,
0: They basically
1: took all of my insecurities and would use them against me. I would have multiple panic attacks on set. I would walk off the set, which would look like a tantrum. So that was the, the most disgusting, vile thing anybody has ever done is made my actual panic attack looked like a tantrum and me running off set when really i felt like i was going if anybody has had a panic attack you feel like you're going to die unless you get yourself out of that situation and that is exactly how i felt at that moment um and so it's just it's disgusting what they did to me and thank god for my cast members and thank god for therapy and thank god for my son or else i'm telling you i would not be here today without them 100 percent So did-
0: Yep, <laughs> let's
1: have a look well, at
2: those cookies. Yeah, well, I, 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 I think really I've got a lot of admiration for you, to be honest, because you have had so much trolling, and which has been utterly disgusting. Um, and, but the way that you've got about dealing with those trolls and just like going highlighting some of the horrible things that are being said to you, um, and the polite responses that you've given back. And, um, you know, why are you following me if you think I'm that awful? Um, uh, I think, yeah, how do you, I mean, how do you deal with that bar- barrage of stuff that's being thrown at you?
1: It's, it's hard. Um, while it was airing in Australia, we don't have access to our social media accounts. They've run all of our social media. And so people, crazy. Were somehow, <laughs> yeah, people were somehow finding my mobile number and sending me death threats. They were sending me messages. They were sending me the most vile comments I could ever think of in my entire life. I would contact Channel 9 about it. And Channel 9 would just say, or Endable Shine would just say, it won't last forever. Just block them. Just move on. And there's only so much you can handle before it gets to you right um so it was really really dark period of time while it was airing in Australia um and then I lost my job which was like the catalyst of it all and yeah I think I lose your job because of the show it's a great question um I was definitely treated differently once I went back to my job after the show um the first comment somebody made to me was oh I'm surprised you're here I thought you would have quit and I was like what a great welcome back um and then there was a restructure and it was a big surprise that my name was on the list I was there for seven years so it was hard but I think I do think it's a blessing in disguise because I was able to go home for a few weeks and be with my family and my best friends and I really needed that bit of a break especially to be away from Australia where people I would go out for a coffee and someone would take a photo of me and post it on the internet and say, where's her child? And it's like, (sighs) even, even like if, if I, if I go out for a drink, people are berating me. Where's your child? How are you out for a drink? It's like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Um, Jen wants to
0: know know if her cookies are baked. Let me see. Are they brown enough?
1: Yes, they look good. So they should just be brown on the bottom. Don't pick them up yet. Okay. I think they look good. I think, yeah. So I think the best way for me to handle trolling, and it's taken a long time for me to get there. They look really good, Jan. Um, But yeah, the the trolling was, it's to call them out. You know, a lot of people are in my DMs and they're like, why don't you just block them? You know, why are you doing, why are you blasting them out there? And for me, it's like, you can have an opinion of me. That is fine. Everyone is entitled to their opinion of someone they see on the show. I've done it. Like I have, I used to love reality TV and I used to be the one that like kind of thought differently about somebody. But once you target somebody, you type someone's name into Instagram, you click on them, you type message, you write the most vile message that I've ever read in my entire life and hit send. That's an intention to hurt. And that's what I'm trying to say is not on. You have no idea what this person has going through. You have no idea if that's the last message that puts them over the edge People say, Oh, yeah, well, you signed up for it. Don't go on reality TV if you don't want this. I never signed up for death threats and trolling and people saying that I don't deserve love, that I'm just a mistress, that you know, Duncan's happier now with Evelyn and they're so glad that he's dumped me and you know, I deserve nothing. I never signed up for that shit. Never agreed. Say, we, we've on- said that,
0: we've said that too. It's like yes we we watched the show we made a podcast on the show about the show and we just and we made we made jokes and we we, we bitched about people I mean yeah we did a dick of the week every week uh, whoever it was but I would never I' I've never ever even thought about Reaching out to somebody and and giving them my thoughts about it because that's that's not the point Is it you're allowed to enjoy yeah. the show good and bad, but leave it there I just don't I don't understand yeah. why you would take time out of your day to, to, to Say things to somebody when you don't even know them and that's the problem. Yeah. People think they know you
1: Yes And people have no idea and that's the thing what you're watching is not real like this is not reality TV It is not real What they do behind the scenes especially in australia um i'm learning a bit more about like editing in the uk and editing editing in the us and you know people are starting to put in more parameters but what they are doing to these people's lives in australia are literally fucking manipulating them into thinking they're doing a great job and then completely blasting them into oblivion for all of these trolls never once did Endemol shine or channel 9 delete any comments Like, there's one thing where people are like, oh, yeah, stay off social media, but there's only so much time where you can stay off social media or people will send me things and they're like, did you see what this person said about you? And it's like, I don't want to read it. I don't want to see it. But it's just there was nothing done to mitigate the online bullying, the in-person bullying, um, the harassment, like nothing was done to prevent it. And it's it really does make me scared for future cast members to sign up for this. And to see what's going to transpire out of it because it's shocking.
0: Well, we had we had Olivia um, on the sh- on the show um, a, f- a while ago, and she said that the same kind of thing you were saying that they told her she was going to be uh, the hero of the show, the nation's sweetheart. She should continue yep. to act exactly the way she was acting um, because yep. she, it was going to show her in a great light. And she was shocked to find out it was, had gone completely the other way. So. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah
1: and olivia is a beautiful person um i've spent a fair bit of time with olivia she's actually the only and first cast member from channel from season nine that reached out to me and was like hey babe before it started airing you know like if you need anything like i'm here for you um and yeah it was really kind of her to even go out of her way to do that which was really nice and i've gotten to know olivia and she's not a bad person (laughs) like It almost scares me how many people believe that maths and reality TV is real. Um, It's shocking, but I will say in light of all of this, there have been so many DMs of people messaging me and apologizing to me and saying that they had like the, the worst, you know, they never would have even thought about following me or even thought about like even being open enough to learn about the real person I am. And then for them to go and apologize and say that they had this horrible image of me and I'm completely opposite to what they showed means so much to me, A, that they were open enough to learn about the real me and B, that they're kind enough to write such a beautiful message. So the, the nice and supportive messages are definitely outweighing the trolling messages now, which is so good. I never thought I would get to this point. Um, but I, I read every single message, and it's just yeah, the support has been unreal, especially yeah, for my.
0: I was saying, I was saying to you earlier, wasn't I, that we we had a really great, we had a really great. Um, Uh, ratings for our podcast, and some woman (laughs) gave us a one because she was mad at me for saying things about you on my podcast. But again, it's just the show, people. I don't hate Alyssa, I'm not mad at Alyssa, I don't think she's an awful person. Um, but the the show is entertainment, and we were entertained by that stuff, but then we leave it there, and that's it. Mm. And then that's why we get to know the real you in these podcasts afterwards. And, um, yeah, and I, I hope that is what's happened for some people. I, um, that whilst they watch this, they've had a little think about maybe the way they uh, treat people that go on these shows.
2: Yes, I wanted to ask that um, at the end of the show. I mean, you were, were one of the few couples that made it to the end. Um, it seemed a genuine surprise to you when you went to final vows. What happened there? Because um, it, it really looked like there was a proper bombshell that was dropped on you. So surely there must have been something going on there.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I, I was totally shocked. Um, a few days before Final Vows, Duncan was saying to me, you know, I can't wait to be with you in the real world. Like, you know, we, didn't, we were trying to work out if what we were going through were real relationship issues or if they were just experiment-related issues. And, you know, he had invited me to his sister's birthday party the next weekend. Um, we had concert tickets the weekend after Final Vows. Um, so basically how it happens is on the Friday, we move out of our apartment and production tells us to not speak to each other until final vows, which was on the Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And Duncan said to production, like, you guys are mental. If you think that I'm not going to call Alyssa because we, we still need to work out. Like we, you know, we're having this big de- big DNMs about our relationship and about, you know, how we can move forward and how we can fix things every single day. Like Duncan was telling me. It's okay. I've got this. I'll support you. Because I was so fucking scared to go into these commitment ceremonies because I would get so berated by the experts, and I was like, I don't know if I can handle it anymore, Duncan. Like, I just want to leave. It's not even you. It's just they're being so hard on me and like triggering. They're somehow bringing up all of these triggers to make me snap. And he's like, I've got this. You know, we've got this. We got it together. Like, I'm going to support you through this. To the point where. On the Friday when we moved out, I sent him this beautiful long message and I was like, Hey, you know, I know they told us not to speak to you, but I just wanted to let you know, like, about all of the great times that we had in the experiment. And, you know, the, I care about you so much and there's so much that I still want to talk to you about because we were like nutting out everything towards the end. But then they would cut our conversation and they're like, Okay, no more speaking. And um, instead of writing me back, he went to production and told them that I had messaged him. So then I got a call from my producer, and she was like, Hey, Lisa, can you please not message Duncan? And I was like, Okay, like that's a bit weird. Um, and it's kind of then that I kind of started to have an inkling of, Okay, maybe this was all for show, or maybe this was like not genuine, or like, why mm-hmm. wouldn't he just message me back if he was just saying that? you know, he can't wait to be with me in the real world. And now I'm pouring my heart out to him. And now it's like telling production that I've messaged him. Like it was just really weird Yeah. to the point where the morning of final vows, I had a yes and I had a no answer. And my producer was just like, Oh, come on, Alyssa, you can't throw this all away. Like you, you guys always said you live so close together and think of that first connection you had together. Yes. You're going through issues, but no relationship is perfect. And, you can't throw all this away and you've really got to try to work it out in the real world. Like you guys are our, our star couple. And she was saying this to me all well knowing that his answer was no. So they were pushing me to say yes. So I would get dumped. And I never in a million years would have thought that Duncan would have said no. Um, especially with the way that he was talking to me throughout the experiment, but I guess, um, that's not what happened. <laughs>
0: So do you now think, now looking back, do you think that Duncan was genuine?
1: Um, I don't know. I want to say, I want to say yes, because I really did have real feelings for him. And I really did fall for him. But I just, I don't know. I don't know. Looking back at some of the things that he did and some of the things he said. And, you know, I didn't, I don't know. I just... I don't know what my answer is to that. I really don't. It just makes me feel kind of sick to think that if he wasn't there for genuine reasons, that he just kind of led me on until the very end, full well knowing that I was missing my son and going through a lot on the outside. There are so many times where I was like, please, like if you're not in this, please just let me leave. Like I have so much that I'm giving up right now. If you are not really in this, and you really don't want to make this work, please just let me go home, please. And he's like, no, I care about you so much. Um, it's funny because at the at the reunion dinner party, um, I had heard that Harrison said a snide comment to Duncan um, about why would you want to settle yeah. down with a 35-year-old mom who has baggage when in the end you can be having these 20-year-olds in your DMs.
0: <laughs> he's just a piece of work, isn't he?
1: but um yeah I don't know it's just it just makes me wonder like why were you actually there
0: yeah because when you come back to the reunion that was like if if you hadn't gotten a bad edit before that that reunion dinner party was the icing on the cake for you because you come in like super hot right and then it looks like again like Duncan is Reasonable, and you have, yeah.
1: But come on, Laura, you've been on the show, right? Like you know that they will edit things the way they're going to edit things. When we were at reunion, they showed us different clips of what actually happened on the show than what was actually edited. So really? that's what. Yes, that's what was shocking when Duncan and I sat down and we watched back. Um, they played him having too high expectations. They played, um, like, our really cute dates. They played a lot more fun stuff. We went surfing, like, when we were at homestays. Um, they played Harrison's comment because that was, like, my biggest insecurity, is why would Duncan want to settle down with me when he's, like, the super hot, super successful guy that he can just go and get this 26-year-old girl that doesn't have any baggage? Um, and, of course, they never showed that. So I was upset. I was really hurt. I was really upset. Um, and just finding out like what he was saying about me after the show aired. Cause mind you, we live in the same area, right? We have a lot of mutual friends and people were saying, you know, what we, he was saying about me after, after final vows and stuff. And to me, I was just like, so what were you there for then? Like you were just wanted to be on the show to the very end and then dump me and then just go off and do what, like really. It was really hurtful, and he did some really hurtful things to me after reunion um, that I just, yeah, it's just as shocking.
2: Oh, um, I'm, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. I mean, did the whole, I have to say about the whole Evelyn thing, um, because we thought there was some sort of spark going on between them when you did the couple swap week
1: um so fun fun story about the couple swap week um that was not aired and now I kind of have uh maybe inkling of why it wasn't aired is production had asked us okay guys have a conversation about like what the sleeping arrangements are going to be this is jaw dropping right I haven't told this to anyone um except kind of like my close friends so exclusive um Duncan had said oh well we'll just share a bed And I was like, excuse me, what? And he goes, well, where do you expect me to sleep? And I said, I don't know, on the couch. And he's like, but the couch is so uncomfortable. And I'm like, Duncan, you are not going to share a bed with super hot Evelyn, who's cookie cutter, (gasps) you're like, that's not, that's not okay for me. And he's like, well, like, where do you, I'm not gonna make her sleep on the couch. We're just mates. Like, why can't we just share a bed together? We had a full heated conversation about that he wanted to share a bed with Evelyn and I wasn't okay with it but the only part mm-hmm. that you see is mm-hmm. me saying is, is Duncan saying after this fight also oh, how much are you gonna miss me And I was like, yeah, we'll see because he <laughs> just told me that he wanted to share a bed with Evelyn. shit that's and also, wow. I will say something about that sexy photo shoot. Who in the right mind thinks that that is okay? to do with somebody else's partner, oh, let's take a did sexy that. photo shoot of you half <laughs> naked on the bed, straddling the KitchenAid, and then for production, to use my backstory about me talking about how beautiful it is that I bake with my three-year-old and how what a wonderful memory it is, and then they cut the camera to Duncan straddling the KitchenAid. I'm sorry, but that's sick. If anyone <laughs> thinks that that's entertaining and that's sexy, that is sickening. We
0: did say, Just, we we did say... when. I was like, she's not gonna like this. She is not gonna be happy about those pictures. Like doing a sexy photo shoot with her. I did that, yeah, we we called that. We thought that's not good.
1: And you saw my face, my face was real. I was like, bro, I don't need a sexy photo of you. Do you look hot in it? Sure, but like, I need to be a priority. I need to feel that I'm secure enough in this relationship that you're not gonna go out and party and be like this crazy party boy. When we're out of this, like, I need to feel like you need to give me some reassurance here because I'm getting none of it. There's words, but there's no actions.
0: Were you surprised that they got together, Evelyn and Duncan, afterwards?
1: Nope, (laughs) not shocked. I wish for the best for them, I really do. Um, I think they really, really suit each other, but I cannot say that I was surprised, absolutely not. I am a bit hurt that I didn't hear from either of them about the relationship coming out. But it is what it is.
0: Um, Some people have speculated that their relationship isn't a real relationship, that it's a Channel 9 put together for ratings. Have you heard anything about that?
1: Um, I haven't. I haven't heard anything about that. Thankfully, they're not on my feed ever, which is great. Um, That would be pretty shit. Uh, It would would make sense because of how much Evelyn Duncan's storyline they cut out of the final edit it would kind of make sense to me but I hope it's not true I hope it's real everyone deserves love and I do think they are really well suited to each other they have the same lifestyle um and so yeah I do I do wish the best for them and I do hope it's real and yeah that they they do love each other for real and it's not just for show because that would be sick
0: yeah Let's um let's let's take it let's let's take it to the other people on the show. Who who were you closest with on the show?
1: Um during filming or now? Yeah,
0: during filming.
1: During filming, my besties were definitely oh, I was close to all the girls, man. But definitely Janelle, um Tawny, Janelle while she was there, Tawny, Melinda, and um Lindell were probably the closest ones I was with was also pretty close with Sandy and close with um, not so much Bronte on the show but Bronte and I are much closer now after the show but yeah I was I was friends with all of the girls all of them
0: do you think that the edit brought you and, and Bronte closer together afterwards after seeing how how you were portrayed on the on the show
1: yeah I mean I definitely loved Bronte um, I never had any beef with any of the girls while filming it was just I think kind of the nature of like the whole Harrison thing um but I never like disliked her not was not close with her it was just kind of the way that things kind of transpired during filming but I don't know I feel like all of the girls for a while we kind of all banded together afterwards even before man when I walked into that hen's night there was just such like a woman energy like we're all strong badass bitches like business owners like to just hold ourselves like that hen's party was just so electric I just knew that I was gonna make so many good friends out of this if I didn't have a a relationship out of it which I'm thankful for um but yeah I don't know I think after everything started coming out I think Bronte and I did really band closer together because she kind of got the same hate right like she got pretty trolled of like, oh, how could you not see it, which is so toxic to say to somebody that's in a relationship like that. Um And so, yeah, I really felt for her with some of the things that were being said about her and, you know, kind of Harrison going after her in publicity. And there were so many articles and stuff about her. I really definitely felt for her.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've, I've, I've seen, a, I've listened to a couple of podcasts that Harrison's done and he is very slick. I will give him that. Um, and I, I I, don't, I do feel for Bronte because I, I imagine, I understand that she, everything she, if she says anything t- about him, he comes back so much harder and he's so good with it, you know? And I, I he's, a, he's good at spinning. He should be a politician.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do talk to Harrison as well. Like Harrison and I got along quite well on the show because he was also a single parent. So he understood really where I was coming from when I was really, really missing Leon and you know having a hard time and maybe not really getting the reassurance that I needed from Duncan he really understood that part and so when I speak to Harrison I'm just like if you and Bronte could just stop speaking about each other like just move on like you know what I mean like just end. like Bronte I never hear Bronte say anything about Harrison um I haven't listened to Harrison's podcast but I did see a few bits and pieces about it and it's like just move on just leave each other alone, like, move on. Harrison's now in a great relationship with a beautiful girl. Um, Bronte is just is slaying every part of life. And so they just need to kind of move past that whole mess thing.
0: Yeah. It's a shame, isn't it? Um, so yeah. now that you're getting over all the craziness and all the shit, um, tell me what is what is in the future for you?
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I, um, I knew you were going to ask that, but...
0: Is it baking?
1: (laughs) Baking will always be a part of my life, regardless of if, like, I'm 100 years old, or if I have a full time job, or if I have no job, um, I bake, I have like a new hashtag that I kind of started, which is bake, don't break. And the biggest thing about it is that, you know, when I'm in the lowest of lows, or if I have a lot of anxiety, or if I'm not feeling well, I get in the kitchen. And like, I feel like that's when my creativity kind of goes. And so it's basically saying, like, if you're feeling really shitty, like, just bake something, don't break. And that's yeah. kind of showcasing that you can be strong, you can be resilient, you can still make something out of your life, even if it's going really shitty. Um, but, yeah, I'm just kind of winging it now. I don't really know what I'm going to be doing with life. Um, doing a few cake-related events, which I always have been doing in the past. So hosting, like, a cake, baked and sweet show in Melbourne and both cities, like, an year in a row doing that, which I absolutely love. A bit nervous for it this time around because of the whole maths thing over my head I was a bit actually nervous that they were going to cancel my contract which mm-hmm. thankfully they didn't um we made a joke I, and said if
0: you were going to do a, a baking thing on the back after maths we, you should call it half baked <laughs> oh I love that mm-hmm. <laughs> you like a little tongue-in-cheek there but also because you do a lot of raw recipes don't you a lot of um unbaked yes. Um, stuff so we thought that was quite funny but I'm I'm glad that this I'm glad that you haven't been able that you haven't been stopped from baking from doing this because that's good that you're still are we doing Oh yes the icing
1: we've got to make the icing
0: yeah (laughs) I thought (laughs) so
1: okay get your so set the cookies aside I'm spilling all the tea to you guys tonight like the kombucha How, how much are you saying? Okay, so it is, I think it's 100, let me just check. Uh, 115 grams of the butter.
2: A butter, right.
1: Yes, get your butter again. Make sure it's quite soft so you'll be able to mix it up really well. About 300 grams of icing sugar. Let me just, see, I love... Um, my favorite thing to do is baking with my son. Um, I am pro mess. So I just let him get as messy as he can. And he absolutely loves it. Okay. And then you're also going to want to add um, a pinch of salt. Probably like, I think it's like a handful, maybe like two pinches, two generous pinches of salt. Okay. And then mix that up. And then you want to add probably like a, cap full of the almond essence again
2: okie dokie i have actually a got some some orange gin i wondered about that
0: as a mixer oh. <laughs> yes we just want to put alcohol in everything don't we jen
1: i mean i love gin gin is my alcohol of choice well you you'd love being on our show that's
2: how the, our main bit of being on our show is drinking gin and talking about maths. That's pretty much <laughs> what we're doing.
1: Love that. Okay, so if it's starting to look a bit crumbly, you are gonna wanna use um, a splash of milk.
2: I knew there was milk somewhere.
1: Yes, and that'll make it all come together. And then don't forget your pink food colouring, which is the quintessential crumble colour. This is much easier to do in a with a mixer, by the way.
0: Laura, I,
1: if you loving. were asked to go on maths again,
0: would you do it? Yeah, I would. And I know that sounds crazy because I didn't, I, I, I didn't, I loved doing the show. I just didn't love my match. Um, but again, our show is different from yours. I mean, we don't have the PTSD coming off it, like, as, as you did. Um, and my, to be fair, my edit was fine. Like, my edit was fine. I came off really boring uh, it wasn't me. I, it didn't see. It didn't feel like me. My friends and family didn't think it was at all who I am. Um, but that was the edit they made to go with the narrative of what was happening. So, um, but yeah, I I still enjoyed it. And I I if they could find me a better match, I would do it a hundred percent. What about you?
1: Um, absolutely not. I would not. <laughs> I, think uh, I knew the answer to that. <laughs> I mean, I think I think if I would go on, I would have a strategy. I think. The people, I don't know, for me, I was just like myself, right? Which means sometimes I am a bit unhinged and sometimes yeah. I do probably speak before I think. Um, so I might just be a bit more strategic about how I play things. Um, I would probably watch back every maths episode to kind of know what was coming up, which yeah. I didn't do. And I do know some people did do. Um, so I think they were a bit more prepared for what was to come and they were a bit more planned.
0: Yeah. But I mean I also think like I I think that like maybe I was maybe I was also a bit more boring because I was so so worried I was so thought if they say it they can use it. I need to be careful not to say things. Oh, there you go. Is that how it should look? Is is mine right? Yes. <laughs> <What>? Yours orange.
1: <laughs> if that is pink, it is pink. Is it? <laughs> it's like a soft pink. Mine's a bit yeah. more of a hot pink.
2: Yeah.
1: But these sure. these jams are best when they are chilled. Oh, really? Yes. So they are served chilled. You can definitely eat them warm, but I promise you, they taste a thousand times better when they are chilled.
2: Okay. What about the icing? So then you just pop
1: it onto the cookie. All right. Okay and Mm. that's what i mean this is why it's so easy even for like home bakers or people that don't bake because you don't have to have any skill to plop this onto the cookie because that's how the crumble cookies look
0: lovely jen so cute and now you gotta
1: eat it what do you think well that's
2: good that is very good actually
0: give me some (laughs) jen Thank Man, that's you, so good, Jan. I'm so proud of you. Well done, Jan. Thank you. Thank you. I have to say that's quite an achievement
2: for the state I was in this morning when I opened my eyes.
0: Like Look a- at that. We got so we got. This to spill all the tea, and you got a great cookie out of it as well.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's
0: it. Yeah, I I I've got to say though, yeah, it's a shame how how you were edited, and it's a shame that the experience was for you um, when it could have I always laugh when you look at Tawny and Ollie and you think, think we're on a totally different show right <laughs> it's like they what's had
1: this- sad. what's sad is that like we didn't see a lot of Tawny and Ollie because they were like a real love story same with Mel and Layton like love them to death as well we saw a bit more of them because I feel like their relationship was a bit more up and down but Tawny, Tawny and Ollie he is hilarious and so is she and we hardly even saw that because they were quote-unquote boring because they were a real love story yeah all you saw is a drama
0: yeah we said that we said we we felt bad because we loved them as a couple we loved the fact that they were in love but when we're doing a podcast that doesn't make for entertaining talk does it so they got we like skipped over them so much because it was like yeah yeah they're in love great 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 let's talk about melinda and harrison having a fight or let's talk about Mm. do you know what i mean so yeah it's a shame because I feel like the love's important and and it the, it's becoming too much about the drama now but at the same time um, what would the podcast we wouldn't have taken off without the drama so it's
1: yeah.
0: kind of like- I just
1: feel it's very I don't know if there I would love to live in a world where you can have really entertaining reality TV With also being really ethical and morally right to the contributors or to the cast members. Because Mm -hmm. human beings are so drama-filled as it is. It doesn't need to be produced. It doesn't need to be manipulated. It doesn't need to be edited. I promise you, if our season was just 24 hours of rolling footage that people would just tune into... People would love it, and you would see the real story. You would like I, bombshells would be have. It would be a completely different story to what you actually watched, but, but it, would it would still be, real. be just. And it would yeah. be real, and there wouldn't be lives that are lost, and there wouldn't be people's reputations that are ruined, and there wouldn't be trolling unless you are an actually shitty person in real life. Um, mm-hmm. There actually should never be trolling. I'll retract that statement, but. It can happen, it can definitely happen. And it's shocking and scary and worrying what these producers are doing with people's lives and people's integrity. Have Channel Nine ever contacted you and
0: apologized or or reached out to you or done anything?
1: Absolutely not, no. Um, I had a bit of a falling out with Channel Nine because once I realized that everything that I was saying to the on-show psychologist and mental health coach we're going straight back to production. That's when it was kind of like an aha moment for me of, ah, oh, this is how they learned my triggers. This is why they kept bringing up my son, even though they knew they couldn't air anything about my son because I didn't want to talk about him on the TV show. Um, that's when I started to learn that, holy shit, they actually did manipulate the shit out of me by using this on-set support that should be illegal. I'm sorry, but that should be absolutely illegal. And it's disgusting. Um, and so, yeah, I they weren't giving me any publicity when I wanted publicity. For instance, like when the Affair um, Confessions Week came out, I had no publicity that week because they didn't want me to share my real story because that would have ruined my character. Um, I had one Today show interview and I was I guess a bit too honest and they kind of stopped giving me publicity and then I told them that I wanted pretty much nothing to do with them because they weren't doing anything for my own well-being and mitigating the hate and mitigating the bullying um they were enticing it so yeah I to be honest I would love an apology from them but I will never get it
0: it's it's sad and it's shocking really um and my worry now for us is that I feel like this is where ours is going. And I know, but the thing is, is there's so many people that say, Oh, I I prefer the Australian version and I'm, I'm the same, but, but is that because we just want the drama and is it fair to the people on the show? And now are we forcing the UK one to be more like that? Because that's what people tune in for. And it's, it's um it's it's the wrong
1: way the wrong way about it if you want drama go and watch you know a scripted something that where actors are getting paid where it's not ruining real lives um people shouldn't be tuning into that people shouldn't be tuning in just because they want to see tumultuous or toxic relationships I feel like that's a sick way to look at it um it's entertaining yeah but at the expense of who and at the expense Um, of what I've got to ask
0: Um, you Alyssa um, sure. And I love it when I I love the what you're when you're wearing now. Again, for anybody who's listening and not watching it, she says that I need attention shirt on. I also know that you do one that says I have a child. Oh,
1: do or and can I we also get have these
0: because I have so, to have a, I have to have a I have a child T-shirt. I have uh, the
1: mugs as well. I, mugs I have a child, well. and then my crying face. It says I need attention. Those also come on jumpers um the link is just in my shopify in my bio of my instagram Alyssa underscore Barmundi. Um,
2: um do you ship to the uk you thought that was genius actually the the advertising with the, with the t-shirt i was like oh my god this girl's got such a good sense of humor um <laughs> oh
1: like i thought it was like i do need attention do you know what i mean I think <laughs> everyone needs attention i was just vocal about it so <laughs> That's just kind of where it went. And then with the I have a child thing, what's funny is that because I didn't want to say my son's name on national TV or worldwide TV, whatever you want to call it, they would dub over any time I would accidentally slip up, they would dub over and say child. So they just kept repeating, I have a child, I have a child, I have a child, I have a child. (laughs) It's so funny because when I was, because we just, him and I just went back to the U.S. And when we were at the airport, somebody stopped me and they're like, is this the infamous child? I'm pretty sure there was like a Reddit thread going around. That's like, does Alyssa even really have a child? So I can't wait. I can't wait for Leon to grow up and be like, you were so famous when you were three years old. and He knows anything about you, <laughs> but people, people are just obsessed with it. Like, because I don't show um, his face on social media just to protect him because he's a tiny little baby. Um, people are just so obsessed with me not showing him. And I'm just like, guys, like, It's a very common thing for people to not show their children on social media, like just get over it. Yes, I will always protect him. I will always, okay, this is actually one big thing I wanna say too, because this is how crazy editing can be. And this is where I think they really favored Duncan in this whole edit, is that when we were on the couch and Alessandra said, Duncan, is it a concern that Alyssa's son is gonna be first priority? And you show him say, they showed him say, no, it's not a concern. That is not what happened. Real life, he said, yes, it was a concern that Leon was going to be my first priority. So that right there, if he would have said, if they would have showed him saying that, yes, it's a concern to him, what story would that have ended up with? Yeah. So my jaw was dropped when I saw that part of the episode. I literally went, flicked through my messages because I diaried, thankfully, every single day of the experiment. And I also spoke to my dad and my sister every day of the experiment. So I scrolled up to when after that experiment, after that commitment ceremony of me telling my dad, holy shit, Duncan said that it's a concern that Leon's going to be my first priority. What do I do? And my dad's like, you need to leave. And of course, I never do anything my dad says. I do the complete opposite. So that goes to show how much editing is manipulated into a storyline when this guy had said, it is a concern that her three-year-old is going to be first priority. And then they edit him to say, no, it's not a concern. So everyone is like, oh, but he's so understanding of you. And, you know, yeah. he thought the world of you. And he would bend over backwards. And he, he loved that you have a child. Guys, that is not what happened. <laughs> like, it's just... It makes me question my own reality when people are saying yeah. stuff like this. Mm-hmm. It does it makes
0: you feel like did I make this all up? Like because yeah. and, and did production pretend that they believed me and that now they they don't believe yeah. me or I because yeah. they just tell you all this stuff, don't they?
1: You know, most of the cast came out and kind of spoke about that I don't deserve any of this hate or that I don't deserve any of this edit. A lot of this hate are coming from people that really love Duncan that really hate me. And it could be really easily, I guess, influenced if he came out and said, "Hey guys, yeah. please just stop sending death threats to Alyssa, or stop sending these vile messages." Well, the to the Alyssa. Edit but wasn't.
0: The edit wasn't great, so you know, like, yeah.
1: He could he could easily say that, but he hasn't, and I don't expect him to. Um, I definitely don't like. It's not really like his problem. <laughs> Um, It's more of a me problem because of the way that, you know, I was portrayed on the show, which is fine. Look, if I were to watch the show, I would have hated me too. You know what I mean? Like I, and that's the other thing with these trolls, I never go back at them. I never, you know, freak out at them. I try to, sometimes I try to speak to them for them to get to understand what actually went on to try to reach an understanding, Um, but also hurt people, hurt people. And I know that these people are so deeply hurt in their own lives that they are projecting that hurt onto somebody else. And so I more so feel a bit sad for them and a bit bad for them that they, you know, feel so low in their own lives that they think that they have to go after this person that they think they know on TV. Um, So it is really sad that people think that that's okay to send those types of messages. But I also do, there is like a part of my empathy that feels bad for them
0: yeah have you ever felt on uns- have you felt unsafe coming out of this program
1: totally totally felt unsafe when people were finding my mobile number i was scared yeah um i've called the police a few times um it's just it's scared. like you know the show says you know the area that you live in it's very easy for people to find out where you live especially when people are snapping photos of you <laughs> at the shopping center and posting yeah. them very easily people could find out where you live. One thing I do find is the trolls are just online. Um, Never once has anybody come up to me and been rude to me in real life. Um, I see people taking photos all the time, which is fine. Um, But never have I like come into an encounter with a troll in real life. It's just always, always keyboard warriors.
0: Okay. Well, that's at least that's something. I mean, it's not still not great, but you know, that's, when you have a child, when you have a child, I've just done yeah. a, when you it have a, a child. child. It's the first time hearing of it. Um, <laughs> but you, when you have, when you are a single parent with a kid, you know, like you don't, you need to feel safe in your own home, don't you? I mean, that, that's, yeah. that's something that you yeah. that you probably didn't even think about when you went on the program and you thought you'd find I mean, a nice man and live happily ever after.
1: <laughs> dude, when they told me go on maths, I was like, Oh, I'm a single mom. That is literally like the only people that watch maths. I was like, I, they would never do a single mom dirty. And I'm like, RIP <laughs> me, like, dude, I just, it's shocking. It's honestly, it's shocking and it's sad. And I really hope people have it in their hearts to open up a little bit and just to kind of learn about the real me and who I am. Again, I will take accountability and say there are a zillion things that I could have done better on the show that I could have articulated better that i could have handled better that i do regret and i am deeply sorry for that um i'm sorry to claire you know for the way that i treated her um we have made up since which is good and you know i am sorry to duncan for maybe not giving him as much as a chance or maybe opening my heart a bit more to him but it's almost like instinctively in my gut i knew something wasn't right um and that's what i should have listened to is i should have listened to my gut
0: Um, You you know, when you know, you know, and you can't always put your finger on it. Can you? Um, And, and, um, well, it turns out you made the right decision. (laughs) Yeah. So if you, everybody wants to buy your t-shirts and your mugs, which I think they should, and I'm definitely going to be getting myself a t-shirt. Um, that's on your Instagram, right?
1: Yeah. So in my Instagram, Alyssa underscore bar Um, and the link is in my bio. I hate when people say that, but the link is in my bio.
0: Right, great. So, everybody get shopping because you can't be seen out without a I've got a child t shirt.
1: <laughs> I also have shirts that say um, bullying ain't cool in normalized therapy. So, a whole bunch of things. So, all right, it's, it's...
0: excellent. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, guys, check it out on Instagram. And uh, is there anything you'd like to tell our listeners and viewers before you
1: go? Oh, man, I think I've spilled enough tea tonight. I should probably go and hide. <laughs> um, no, look, I think I think it's been a long time coming for me to kind of speak out a little bit more honestly about this kind of stuff. Um, just look, I guess the biggest thing I want to tell people is just take what you see with a grain of salt. Like Laura says, it's just for entertainment. It is not real. Do not go and be rape people. Um And just be kind, be kind to yourself, be kind to one another and make some cookies. I wish, I feel like that girl from uh, Mean Girls at the end when she's like, I wish we could just all make cake filled with rainbows and sprinkles and we can just all eat it and be happy. And she's like crying. That is literally me, literally me. So yeah, just make a cake full of rainbows and smiles and just happy cry tonight
0: you know uh, it's just so great to have you on and I'm, I'm, I I'm really appreciate it um uh I'm sure our listeners do as well because I know how hard it was for you to open up about this and I hope this has been good for you um personally to, to get it all out and I hope that people have a better understanding about the real Alyssa not the
1: maths Alyssa good. um and thank I- you Laura. It, it really has been my pleasure and sorry for dropping all the truth bombs on you guys tonight <laughs>
0: thank you. Thank you
1: for the cookies. Yes, and the cookies, guys, they are so easy. Jan did them. They look amazing, and they actually are easy, and they taste even better when they're chilled. I promise you. Jan hasn't yes.
0: stopped eating <laughs> them. Jan's been eating them in the <laughs> well, background. <that's> <laughs> She's got another batch in.
1: <laughs> they're really good. They're really, really thick and delicious, and just tasty. Yeah.
0: Um, we'll we'll have to post the recipe as well, won't we? Yes. Yes, we please. OK, we'll do that. So you can cook along with us and uh, we'll leave that what recipe so you can bake on your own as well. So thank you mm. so much, Alyssa. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on and baking with you and spilling the tea. And uh, we wish you all the best in the future. Thank
1: you. Thank you, thank Laura. You. Thank you, Jan. You did a great job. <laughs>